0: How many Democrats do you think actually watched and listened to the 70-minute speech that the president gave on January 6th? How many do you think? How many people who watch the Democrat Party, who identify as Democrats and say Trump incited insurrection, right? How many of them do you think actually watched the whole thing? Because if you did, then you would understand that he didn't incite anything. This is literally the Ukraine president phone call again. You know, he called President Zelensky. What did he say? Well, you know, take a look at what's going on uh, with Joe. And it's actually Joe who was doing the quid pro quo. wasn't the president that was wrapped into it. He said, you know, they talk about CrowdStrike. I want to clean things up. It was a great phone call. It was more of a congratulatory phone call to President Zelensky after defeating the old corrupt Ukrainian President Poroshenko. So they impeached him over that. And it was the two weakest articles of impeachment that has ever been brought forward. Obstruction of Congress and abuse of power. Where was the phone call part of that impeachment even ever involved? It wasn't. Because just like then, this is exactly what we're seeing today. Again, another impeachment. So what do you think the founding fathers of this great republic are thinking right now? They're rolling over in their graves. I guarantee you they cannot believe how you know politically divided we've become as a country and it's the democrat party again that's ruining this country you know democrats instead of working with republicans on covid relief this is what they're worried about and it's going nowhere and i'll get into that about the what mitch mcconnell has already uh put forward but again this is what are they doing this for is it for publicity? Do they want? Do they think that it's popular amongst the American people? Are they doing this to rub it into the 75 million Americans who legally voted for Donald Trump and say, don't you ever think that you're going to overtake this Washington, D.C. swamp establishment with us 80-year-old people that have been here for years and know better than all the rest of you Actual Americans who love this country and who want things actually passed and done for the greater good of our people. How dare you? That's what I believe this is. And you got Republicans joining as well. The 10 Republicans, and I'll get to that um, as we go throughout the program. But I want to just point out some of what Donald Trump said uh, in his speech on January 6th. So I'm wondering where where did he incite the rioters, right? Our brightest days are before us. Our greatest achievements still wait. That sounds pretty peaceful to me. Sounds pretty inspiring to me. I think one of our greatest achievements will be election security because nobody until I came along had any idea how corrupt our elections were. Uh, and, he, and by the way, the majority of the speech is literally laying out how many thousands of voters voted illegally and how it happened in Pennsylvania and Michigan uh, and Georgia and Wisconsin. If you would watch the speech or even read the transcript of it, you would understand there was no incitement for violence, for insurrection, for rioting, none whatsoever. We did a Great job on the wall. That's what he said. Our exciting adventures, bold and boldest endeavors have not yet begun, says my fellow Americans for our movement, for our children, for our beloved country. I say, despite all that's happened, the best is yet to come. So here you go. So we're going to walk down Pennsylvania Avenue. I love Pennsylvania Avenue. Yeah, Sounds like he's wanting to incite a riot with all this, right? And we're going to the Capitol. We're going to get try and give. Then he cuts off. The Democrats are hopeless, he says. They're never voting for every, anything, not even one vote. But we're going to try and give our Republicans the weak ones because the strong ones don't need any of our help. We're going to try and give them the kind of pride and boldness that they need to take back our country. He says, so let's walk down Pennsylvania Avenue. I want to thank you. God bless you. God bless America. Thank you all for being here. This is incredible. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, at what point did he say, go to the Capitol and riot? Now see, if the president said that, which he never ever would say, if you you listen to Donald Trump, not listen to the mainstream media's perception of Donald Trump, you would know that. This is a man that has an incredible amount of love for America, for the American people. He broke with uh, the Senate Republicans as far as the stimulus checks go. $600, that's not good enough for Americans who have been out of jobs, who have lost their businesses, who have lost homes, who have lost their livelihoods, all because a virus comes here magically. In the build-up to our election year, is anyone going to talk about that timeline? About how January 2020 that this virus all of a sudden comes from China, our arch rival. There is not a country that is on turn, um, you know, is equal to us as far as you know having the uh, nuclear weapons and the capability to destroy any other country like China. China is the only other country that could possibly be classified as a superpower. And why is that? Well, they do that through communism. It's literally, we are in a cold war. I don't know how people don't see that. And no one should be praising China. We should be against China. That should bring us together as a country. But Democrats love China. Their agenda is not one of make America great again. And, you know, the make America great again hat, right? That's controversial. A red hat saying make our country, the one that we live in, great again. Because we've been uh, ripped off as far as trade deals go. And our economy was terrible under Barack Hussein Obama and Joseph Robin U. Biden jobs were lost manufacturing gone went overseas so guess what we had to make america great again that was donald trump's task he made it into a campaign slogan then it became the goal and if you ask me i think america has been made great again the only thing bringing us down right now is the COVID, which people are still afraid of, which I have no idea you can be. There's two vaccines now, and I've yet to see a law that says if you are so afraid of a virus that kills uh, below 0.1% of the people that get the thing, that you can't stay in your home. There's no law that says you can't do that. Now, on top of that, you know, now there's investigations that this could have possibly been manufactured in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Uh, is anyone believing that? Because guess what? I think that I am. You know, we talked about on this program, Matthew Tai, Lao Y uh, 86, and how the person from the lab, uh, how she was just disappeared, right? That's what China does. That's why China has so much power. Because if they don't agree with you, or if you make the Chinese Communist Party look bad, then you have to be disappeared. I l- <laughs> Listen to that term just by itself. Disappeared, right? Gone. See you later. No existence for you whatsoever. I, the, 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 talk about inhumane. That's all China's about. That's what China does best. They have re-education camps for Muslims in that country. And what do democrats want to do make america great again is so controversial what are they all about make china great again eric swalwell sleeping with a chinese spy chitty chitty fang fang and the democrat democrats pelosi makes him an impeachment manager why is he even still in congress how many backdoor deals have democrats made with china That's what I want to know about. How many times we got to go through the Hunter Biden timeline? December 4th, 2013, Hunter and Joe Biden, Air Force Two, that meeting with the president of China. 10 days later, Hunter's company makes a $1.5 billion deal with a subsidiary of the Chinese government's Bank of China. That's the person, Joe Biden's the person that China won in the Oval Office so they can control him. We had that Chinese uh, economist who was saying, yeah, why do you, why do you think uh, Hunter Biden made so much money? Why do you think things are going to return to normal? This couldn't happen under a Trump administration, but with Joe Biden in charge, it's going to happen. We're going to bow down to China. You really look at Joe Biden and think that that old stupid fool... Is an inspirational leader. And how many times you hear Democrats, right? You throw the argument at Democrats. Joe Biden cannot even speak properly. He needs a teleprompter. Oh, and Trump can speak properly? Yes. And he can speak for over an hour at a time. Joe Biden is lucky if he gets through 15 minutes, and that's with a teleprompter. If you watch the president's speech, Watch how much of it is ad-libbed. Watch how many times, that it, it sometimes it's not even noticeable when he goes from teleprompter to just saying whatever it is in his head. You know, I think Donald Trump gave everything he has in him to this country, to the presidency. And now and he, uh, in his uh, speech from January 6th, he was talking about voter ID and how we need to have voter ID passed. Well, there needs to be unity in the Republican Party. This is all hands on deck now. We are dangerously close to losing our country. We have a Democrat president, and who knows in a year or two years if Joe Biden will even still be the president. But it, you know, it's, it's, it's like a, an evil power is coming into the United States. And Joe Biden is that evil power. The Democrat Party is evil. Well, what? They are. They have no love for this country anymore. Take the impeachment over the Ukrainian phone call. Now the impeachment over uh, incitement of insurrection. How is that provable? They can't prove it. This would never even stand in a court of law. If they brought this in front of a judge, and it'd probably, it'd probably be a Democrat judge, D.C. swamp judge, they'd laugh them out of the courthouse. They'd say there, there is no way that, first of all, this is even constitutional, and secondly, you have no evidence whatsoever. You know the, the, what you have to prove the, for the legal standard of incitement? I mean, it's ridiculous that they even want to do this, but that's what they do. This is who the Democrat Party is. Destroy America from within. The Founding Fathers always said this is this is like the last tool that you should use on a president, a duly elected president. The American and and don't think that this isn't payback from 2016. That's what this is all about. They still have yet to get over the fact that Donald Trump was inaugurated as president. Even for four years, it should have been eight years. We know that. Anyone who's paid attention to politics knows that Donald Trump clearly won this election. Even points it out. Uh, Let me get to it. They they find votes. They find over 11,000 votes. This is in Georgia. He said they defrauded us out of a win and we are not going to forget it uh he says um happened in uh michigan at least at fulton county they rejected five separate appeals for an independent and comprehensive audit of signatures in fulton county and that's just happening uh that just happened in georgia right he said they came in with duffel bags and you saw it this is what they did this is how joe biden got enough votes says they have these lock boxes they pick them up they disappear for two days People would say, where's that box? They disappeared. Nobody even knew what was in it. In addition, over 170,000 absentee votes were counted in Wisconsin without a valid absentee ballot application. Fraudulent. That's fraud. Take away those 170,000 votes in Wisconsin. Guess what? Donald Trump's the winner in Wisconsin. Pennsylvania was just a complete and utter joke. The state legislature, so for some reason, right, the state legislature in Pennsylvania lost all, um, everything they had as far as the power they had over the uh, election, which again, uh, Article 2, Section 1, Clause 2, the state legislatures have the authority. They just lost out to the Secretary of State and to the governor. When I say lost out, it's like they didn't even fight. Uh, He says, Pennsylvania has seen all of this. You know, here in the state of Pennsylvania, the day before the election, the president said, they reported the number of absentee ballots that had been sent out, yet this number was suddenly and drastically increased by 400,000 people. It was increased and nobody knew where the 400,000 ballots came from. One day after the election, which remains totally unexplained, well, we can't figure that, that's what they said. That's their explanation for this. Says that's just one element, 400,000 ballots appearing from out of nowhere after the election. He says Pennsylvania has now seen all this. They didn't know it was so quick, they had a vote, they voted, but now they see all this, it's come to light. And by the way, I think there's still a Supreme uh, Court case pending with uh, with Pennsylvania. So who, you know, does it does it matter now? Though I mean, did the Supreme Court want to get involved in this election? Did they let the Republicans and conservatives down all throughout the country? I believe that they did. Yeah, you know, I think that they don't they don't want controversy and they want to remain, you know, the judicial branch of government. And that's it. And only if they have to get involved. You know, to me, part of it's very spineless of them, very cowardice of the Supreme Court. You know, uh, uh, Clarence Thomas, Justice Thomas, along with uh, Justice Alito, stood up for it, said that that the uh, case of Texas v. Uh, Pennsylvania, that, you know, listen, we have original jurisdiction here. We can't just throw it out, but the rest of them, the rest of them, even the conservatives, Gorsuch and Kavanaugh, Coney Barrett, let's not get involved in this, right? That's how, that's what they, their decision that they made. You know, they had a chance, they blew it. So guess what? 75 million Americans see that. They see a stolen election. They see uh, uh, absentee ballots and mail-in votes coming out of literally nowhere. There's where the election was overturned. And on top of that, you had a mainstream media that's still going, by the way. How about this quote today? From Jake Tapper right because we're supposed to believe that the media is unbiased Congressman Brian mass Republican right who lost his legs by by the way of fighting for democracy abroad this is what Tapper says then he says and remember uh, the uh, Democratic Congresswoman, I couldn't give you her name right now, she might have even been a Santa Tammy Duckworth or something like that, I believe that is, you know, who was yelling at Tucker Carlson on Fox News because she lost her legs and uh, because she was fighting wars and she's a, a war hero, right? But Brian Mast, who fought for his country as well, this is what how he gets treated because he's a Republican. He lost his legs by fighting for democracy abroad, although I don't know about his commitment to to the united states that's an exact quote from jake tapper on cnn You want to know why i call them the pathological prolific pathetic liars that they are in the mainstream media look at that comment that's how they are these are arrogant egotistical pieces of garbage the country will get better when they are gone when they are no longer on the air why you know why is it that we can't PBS? Look at the Project Veritas video from PBS yesterday saying that Trump supporters need to be put into re education camps. Yeah, I'm hearing about this word an awful lot, and where where do we see it? Where are we seeing that happen right now? That's right. China. Democrats have this love affair with China, and it always goes underreported. No one ever, did anyone question Eric Swalwell and his relationship with Chitty Chitty Fang Fang and China, literally a Chinese spy? No, he was sitting front and center today behind Nancy Pelosi and Pelosi. At, at, At what point do we say, Nancy, you have got to go for the betterment of this country. Please just get out of politics. You can say that to Mitch McConnell as well. Have a bipartisan effort on it. And Lindsey Graham and uh Schumer. You know, a, a lot of the notice a lot of the Democrats though look at all that. There's Lofgren. We, she, I was watching her speak today. You know, it's incredible. That's this is what we get. No COVID relief no no border security no securing the wall which has by all means been a success and when Barack Hussein Obama was saying that we need border security the democrat oh yeah yeah you're right barack yeah we need border security but when Donald Trump mentions it and when Donald Trump says that we need to build a wall for the safety of americans oh uh, no it's unnecessary that's how these people are think about being a career politician right would anyone really want to have that job if they were a truthful honest person of integrity i don't believe so the politician with the most integrity in all of washington dc is donald trump how many times has he pointed out i'm not a politician i ran because of joe biden i ran because of barack obama let me tell you what politicians are politicians are people that say say one thing right to your face and then as soon as you walk away start talking nonsense and garbage about you behind your back because they're not honest people think about what their career is to polarize to politicize and to divide that's what their main objective is if the democrats say it's bad republicans have to say it's good except for a few in between. And as far as the Republicans go, absolute rhinos. We'll get to the 10 of them today. Now, some of the things that the Democrats were saying today were just beyond ridiculous. Anyway, let me get into the main headline. Get a, a, There's a lot of news to get through today. I'll try to keep my opinion out of it. Uh, but you know how that goes. Again, it's called the Philip Ward Show. Anyway, Fox News, citation, Trump impeached by House Over Capitol riots becomes first, by the way, becomes the first president ever, literally ever in the history of this country, to be impeached twice. That's how much they hate Donald Trump. That's how much the Democrats truly despise everything about him. The House of Representatives today made history by voting to impeach President Trump for a second time for incitement of insurrection after a mob of his supporters again do we really know that it was all his supporters besieged the Capitol on January 6th in a failed attempt listen to this in a failed attempt to stop the certification of president-elect Joe Biden's electoral college win house voted 232 to 197 excuse me to impeach the president 10 republicans joining with uh democrats and i like that fox news even points this out right trump one week left in office literally one week from today they just want to make sure they can impeach him again but the supporters of the impeachment push say trump is too dangerous to stay in office one minute longer the impeachment resolution condemns trump for spreading lies that he won the election in a landslide and whipping up a crowd of supporters in D.C. before the riot that killed five people, including a police, uh, a capital police officer. I'm gonna get into the Democrats' rhetoric in a second. It's beyond disgusting. Eric Swalwell, you know, is is just one of the worst congressmen probably this country's ever seen. Uh, but uh for the effort. So listen to this. You're right. They say that. Trump spreading lies that he won the election landslide. So you know how you prove that? Do you know how you make sure that conservatives and Republicans and the 75 million Americans that voted for Donald Trump? You know how you ensure that they're good and they actually want unity and can at least try to come together with a Joe Biden uh, presidency? Is you have an election commission. Ted Cruz is Senator Ted Cruz from Texas. His effort was, I thought it was great. Why couldn't that pass? Why can't we even talk about this? Why are big tech silencing anyone that says this election was stolen? That are agreeing with Donald Trump. And it was, again, go through the speech. Watch it. Look at all the illegal votes that came in. We need election reform is what we truly need. Voter ID, You know, go. everyone's off on election day. Go to the polls, vote. If you're out of the country, if you can't vote for uh, some reason by showing up and going to the polls in person, request the absentee ballot. That's what it's there for. But get the results on the day, be done with it, move on. But we can't have that. Because the Democrats knew they couldn't win this election without cheating. That's really why we had it. They've been pushing mail-in balloting for years. It wasn't just because of COVID, because of Kung Flu, right? No, this this has been uh, on their agenda for a long, long, long time. So they can cheat and rig and steal elections. So again, the most disgusting people in this country are Democrats. But have the Election Commission, right? Five senators, five uh, Congress uh, people, five Supreme Court justices. That follows the, pro- uh, the president of Hayes v. Tilden, and uh, what's so wrong about that? Is it afraid that I believe that Democrats are afraid of what the commission would find. Yeah, that that's how they always are. Eric Swalwell today, how disgusting is this idiot, right? Saying that President Trump inspired. And radicalize people to storm the Capitol. The same way that Osama bin Laden, he says Osama bin Laden wasn't in the United States, but he inspired 9-11. Comparing Donald Trump to 9-11 and Osama bin Laden. That's how disgusting this guy is. So much of a piece of trash he is. Uh, Jamie Raskin, right, who's an impeachment manager that was pointed out today on Twitter by uh, Phil Kirpin, right? That he objected to florida's electoral votes in 2017 right so that's okay to do and and democrats have literally objected to every single uh electoral every electoral count as far as the votes go in the congress accepting or rejecting them they have um objected they did it in 2000 they did it in uh, 2004 they did it in 2016 no outrage about that that's why i say that democrats are the most fake people you've ever you can ever possibly meet they fake their outrage they fake everything that they do oh by the way speaker pelosi was saying i'm a mother and a daughter and i'm a grandmother and it's like oh geez what about the gendered language right oh that's okay to do right as long as it's speaker of the house nancy pelosi Yesterday on MSDNC, Joy Reid, one of the most racist women in this entire country. Every place, every church, every synagogue in this country are in danger. This movement is racist, right? Calling the uh, Trump the so-called Trumpists, right? That movement racist. It's not her who spews lies and racial, uh, uh, you know, uses race, the plays the race card. Every single night on our program, it's almost unbearable to even watch. Actually, I don't know who would possibly watch that idiot Joy Reid. Um, but every night, every single night, everything is about race. It's one of the Democrats' key components. They have to utilize race. And it's funny because they, if they are the party of racism. They're the party of slavery. They're the party of the KKK. Maxine Waters, who is just truly atrocious, really honestly is a disgrace to our country. Trump is capable of starting a civil war, she says, right? Remember, impeach 45, impeach 45, right? She said uh, back in 2018, praising violent uh, LA race riots as a defining moment for resistance. And again in 2018, doubling down on harassing Trump officials in public. That's what Maxine Waters does. Get up in the faces of this administration, man. Maxine Waters for you. Right? Unity. Unity with the Democrat Party. I like uh, Claire McCaskill actually was honest. Shut up about unity. Hey, you're right. Why would we ever unify with you and your party? You people are scum we want uh, every any conservative that wants joe biden to succeed after what we just saw for four years after what they put donald trump through and are still doing to this very day where do your loyalties lie because it's not to the country this is make america great again this goes on it doesn't stop with donald trump even if yeah you know, i don't know if he's gonna run again in 2024 but the democrats agenda is make china great again that's what they want to do you, know, you either it, it, it's just about time uh ronald reagan spoke about a time for choosing one of the most famous speeches he's ever given well, this really is a time for choosing you with the side of america as an american you with the side of china as an american Louis Gomert today this was hilarious cuz this politico uh politica, uh politic cuss I guess Sarah I've never heard of her Sarah Reese Jones is her name was saying Louis Gomert calls for more violent uprisings claims Nancy Pelosi is destroying the American experiment right and quotes the history channel in about 2 minutes she's an idiot because what she failed to realize is that Louis Gomert literally was using Nancy Pelosi's quotes Again, you think these people do their research? Now, the 10 Republicans who voted for impeachment, well, I talk about a time for choosing, right? These people, what do they think, that they're on the right side of history? There's a piece by um, American Greatness, we believe it's Matthew Boza who writes it, the headline, Blame the Left, Not Trump. We'll get to that later on in the program. Oh, you see what I'm talking about there when I say that Democrats always say they're on the right side of history, right? Here you go. Here's your 10 Republicans who voted for impeachment. Wyoming, Representative Liz Cheney. Washington, Dan Newhouse. Adam Kinzinger, go figure. He's battling Mitt Romney for title of number one rhino in the country. Illinois, right? And and he should just, honestly, we don't need this guy in the Republican Party. He should leave the Republican Party. We don't need him. We don't want him. Fred Upton, hashtag wear your mask, Fred Upton. Michigan guy uh, Jamie Butler in Washington again well Washington it's all liberal there anyway uh, John Katko of New York go figure Anthony Gonzalez of Ohio uh, Tom Rice of South Carolina you have David Valadao California again go figure Peter Major everyone to pronounce it in uh, 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 Michigan again uh, so there you go. That's how, there's your 10 Republicans who are weak, who bow down to the Democrat Party, right? It's just sad. It really is sad. Rhinos, all of them. Um, Jim Jordan, one of the best Republicans in this country. Americans are tired of the double standard speech that he gave. He gave a fiery speech on the House um for today, as did Representative Matt Gates from Florida. He said, some have claimed that the president lit the flame then he started getting ticked off showing passion showing fire on the house floor which republicans love we as conservatives love seeing this passion he says the left lit actual flames actual fires and and the speaker whoever it was started yelling right and there started being an uprise in the house floor after that it was fantastic well he when he says that they lit actual flames How about Ayanna Presley, who was saying that there needs to be unrest in the streets? She's still bald for some reason. I don't know why. Kamala Harris, Vice President-elect Kamala Harris. Protesters should not let up. Uh, Maxine Waters again, uh, justifying the uh, earlier, if you see anybody from that cabinet in the restaurant, in the department store, at a gasoline station, you get out there, you create a crowd. You push back on them, and you tell them they're not welcome anymore anywhere. Nancy Pelosi. I just I don't know why there aren't uprisings all over the country. Maybe there will be. That's what Louis Gomer was um quoting today. Uh, now talk about Republicans that have fire. Uh, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene from Georgia, uh, who gets called a QAnon lady, right? I heard there was a report that um new Congresswoman uh was saying that about her she says quote tonight uh just said it a few minutes ago actually on behalf of the american people on january 21st i will be filing articles of impeachment on joe Biden. obviously it probably won't go anywhere but love to see it though okay so now this is very important and this plays into the trump speech again because this was in the national pulse and this is what democrats don't understand and don't want to read Because when it comes to the facts, here are the facts. This is not my opinion. This is actual factual evidence of what happened January 6th. Uh, Raheem Kassam works with uh, Steve Bannon in the War Room podcast show, whatever you want to call it. Here's the uh, uh, title of the article. This was written two days ago, by the way. Incitement timeline debunked as x capitol police chief says pelosi mcconnell's sergeant at arms refused security measures okay so he writes the washington post has reported that the outgoing capitol police chief steve sund believes his efforts to secure the premises were undermined by a lack of concern from house and senate security officials who answered directly to Speaker Pelosi and Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. The National Post can also report that the Washington Post's timeline proves it was impossible for Trump speech attendees to have made it to the Capitol in time for the breach. It says, now, in addition to the fact that Trump openly called for the cheering on of Congress uh, people in peaceful protests, the timeline, as established, from numerous establishment media reports simply doesn't stack up the admission that the house and the senate security leaders failed to provide capitol police with resources on the day will raise questions over their role in the day's events now the washington report uh, washington post reported last sunday night two days before congress was set to formalize president-elect joe biden's victory Capitol Police Chief Stephen Sund was growing was growing increasingly worried about the size of the pro-Trump crowds expected to stream into Washington. To be on the safe side, so this is the Capitol Police Chief. He was saying he asked House and Senate security officials for permission to request that the D.C. National Guard be placed on standby in case he needed backup, but Sund said on sunday they turned him down in his first interview since pro-trump rioters stormed the u.s capitol last week sund who has since resigned from his post said his supervisors were reluctant to take formal steps to put the guard on call even as police intelligence suggested that the crowd trump had invited to washington to protest his defeat probably would be much larger than earlier demonstrations now house sergeant at arms paul irving says he wasn't comfortable with the listen to this with the optics with the optics it didn't it didn't look good on the eye the visuals no this is bad of formally declaring an emergency ahead of the demonstration that's what sun said meanwhile senate sergeant at arms michael stenger suggested that sun should informally seek out his guard contacts Asking them to, quote, lean forward and be on alert in case Capitol Police needed their help. Irving did not respond to this. Uh, cell phone number listed in his name hasn't accepted any messages since uh, last Wednesday. Now, Sun recalled on a conference call with Pentagon officials. Officials from the DC government were there as well. Said on the call, I am making an urgent, urgent, immediate request. For National Guard assistance, that's what Sun was requesting. I have got to get boots on the ground, but the request denied again over optics. I don't like the na- the visual of the National Guard standing a police line with the Capitol in the background. An Army official said, "Right, John Feltshe show everyone pronounced it. He's Chief of Staff for DC." Uh, Mar- Mario Bowser admitting, literally, this guy is on the phone. I mean, crying out for help. It's burned in my memories. So the uh, and then the pulse continues. Now this is where the timeline comes into play. So they weren't prepared. Uh, Sund wanted the uh, wanted preparation there because of visuals. No National Guard. How about that, right? Because of visuals. Now the timeline. Well, the Washington Post clumsily, kind of funny there, attempts to blame Trump for the violence, despite the president calling for peaceful protests and cheering on their own article. The Washington Post themselves, no fans of Donald Trump, admitted that the first wave of protesters arrived at the Capitol. Now listen to this, the uh, timing here really truthfully matters. That's the whole point I'm going through this whole dang article. Articles on radio, they, they truly, I'll try to give just a para, uh, paraphrase it for you, but this one here, the timing truthfully matters. So, first wave of protesters arrived at the Capitol, 12.40 p.m. President Trump didn't conclude until 1 11 p.m. And with at least a 45-minute walk between the two locations, with the crowd-related delays That would put the first people from Trump's speech at Capitol Hill no earlier than 1.56 p.m., a full hour and 16 minutes after the troublemakers arrived. In fact, rioters who breached the perimeter would have had to leave before Trump's speech even began at 12 p.m precisely to make it in time for the events as they are detailed by authorities the washington post also stated sun's outer per- uh, perimeter on the capitol's west side was breached within 15 minutes so that means that the capitol was breached over an hour before Trump speech attendees could have even begun to arrive this correlates with Sun's interview, where he admitted, I realized at 1 p.m., things aren't going well. I'm watching my people get slammed. Now, again, 1 p.m., a full 56 minutes before any of the people who are watching the president's speech could have even begun getting there, let alone breaching the perimeter. Now downtown Washington DC roads were closed so there was no way of arriving faster let alone before the president had even finished speaking at 109 p.m. still before the president had finished Sun called the sergeant-at-arms of the House and the Senate he told them it's time to call the National Guard he even said he wanted an emergency declaration but They both said they would run it up the chain and get back to him. Now at 1.50 p.m., this is uh, 40 minutes after Sun called the Sergeant-at-Arms of the House and the Senate. The Capitol itself was breached at 1.50 p.m. Still, still, this is before most Trump speech attendees could have arrived. What happened after this point was a back and forth over hours between D.C. officials, Army officials, and Capitol Police. Eventually, past 5 p.m., that's when the National Guard finally showed up. And while Sand is quoting in the is quoted in the Washington Post as blaming President Trump's speech for the violence that ensued, the timeline makes no sense. The president's fans are not known for leaving his speeches five or ten minutes in. I can confirm that's true. The uh, people I've been to Trump speeches. I've been to Trump rallies. No one leaves five to ten minutes into the president talking. And by the time the Capitol was breached, those who had stayed to listen to even the first 15 minutes would not have even made it there in time. So what's going on there? How come Democrats don't know about that? This is again, this is public. You can read this all for yourself. And why can't Democrats do that? Because it shows that this is all fraudulent. Their whole impeachment effort, bogus. John Solomon writes in the uh in just the news, his own um, news publication today. He says, quote, a rush to judgment, three cru- crucial questions remain unanswered about the capitol siege uh one of them being oh and by the way the fbi admitted yesterday it received information ahead of the january 6th tragedy suggesting some participants were planning a war on the capitol including killing officers distributing maps of the complex alerted washington dc law enforcement through the joint terrorism task force alert system it also disrupted the travel plans of some of the suspected troublemakers. So he says, this that evidence, right, raises the first compelling question that remains unanswered. How could Trump incite an attack that had already been pre-planned and was in motion before his speech ended, right? How could that have done that? The second question remains, what did House Speaker Pelosi and the other leaders in Congress know? When did they know it, and what was the possibility for violence and the Pentagon's pre-attack offer to send National Guardsmen to reinforce the Capitol Police? The third question, were there facilitators inside the Capitol and outside of it who instigated or enabled the attack to be carried out? We've seen video, and John Solomon talks about it here, video taken contemporaneously shows officers and other people opening doors to rushing rioters. Some people purported by the filming cameraman uh, uh, to be leftist anarchists, smashing windows and urging protesters to jump into the Capitol. So all of this, if this was put forward to Democrats, how could they have possibly impeached the president and don't think you know i don't know if they don't know it or they don't care to know it but i think that a lot of the american people don't know about this timeline and how that there's no way the people who are watching the president's speech live could have possibly gotten to the capitol after it was it was already being breached this was already underway how 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 it's not possible and all of this, the impeachment charade, the impeachment 2.0, whatever you want to call it, it ain't going anywhere. I hate to break that to Democrats, but and and their whole point of impeaching the president is so that he can't run in 2024. Well, he ain't going to get convicted because Mitch McConnell released this statement. Even if the Senate process were to begin this week and move promptly, No final verdict would be reached until after President Trump had left office. This is not a decision I am making. It's a fact. The President-elect himself stated last week that his inauguration on January 20th is the quickest path for any change in the occupant of the presidency. So Mitch McConnell is basically saying there ain't going to be a trial. It's not going to happen. And if it happens, they're not going to come to a decision until after the President is out of office. So their plan to stop Trump in 2024, running again, whenever that may be, ain't going to work. And by the way, John Nolte reporting in Breitbart today, two-thirds of Republicans are ready to vote for Trump in the 2024 GOP primary. And this can change. Obviously, they're they're still fresh in voters' minds. But he says, uh, there's two polls now that show the fake media's current gaslighting campaign Ain't working. As of today, Rasmussen reports uh, shows President Trump's approval rating stands at a healthy 46%. Rasmussen is one of the few pollsters out there anyone can trust. top of that, Frank Luntz has a poll out that shows two-thirds, 65% of Republicans are prepared to vote for Trump in a 2024 GOP primary. Whereas only 35% said they would vote for a different Republican. Up against a Democrat? 91% Ninety-one percent of Trump voters say still say they would vote for Trump in a general election campaign against President-elect Biden. Uh, so there you go. You know, I, I believe that if the president decides he's going to run again in 2024, that you know, it, I think it'll be 2016 all over again. I really believe that GOP establishment versus Trump. We'll see it happen again. And oh, here's some news for you. And by the way. Um, The president today uh, released a statement in light of reports of more demonstrations. I urge that there must be no violence, no law breaking, no vandalism of any kind. That is not what I stand for. It's not what America stands for. I call on all Americans to help ease tensions and calm tempers. He also released a five minute video on the the White House's Twitter account. Because you know how Twitter and Trump, they don't see eye to eye uh, right now. Uh, again, calling for that. No violence. Just saying that he wants peace for the Biden inauguration. Uh, the, sticking on the topic of Twitter for a second, Jack Dorsey on Twitter saying, I don't celebrate or feel pride in having to ban Donald Trump from Twitter or how we got here. After a clear warning, we take this action. We made a decision with the best information we had based on threats to physical safety, both on and off Twitter. Was this correct, he asks, and then he um, carries on about his, uh, you know, whatever, his excuses. I'm over him, over Twitter. I think it's all nonsense and garbage. I hope people get off Twitter. Uh, In other recent news, James Comey, right? James Comey, FBI director, Crossfire Hurricane, tried to destroy Trump knew that Hillary Clinton was vilifying Trump by stirring up a scandal, connecting it with Russia to distract from emails in 2016, saying Donald Trump belongs in jail. Yeah, okay, James, you're the one that belongs in jail. Stupid idiot. Um, You got some justice happening. Uh, Project Veritas releasing the... You remember this video, Raquel Rodriguez uh, was her name. Uh, She was actually arrested today. She was the one that was uh, bragging about ballast harvesting. Texas Attorney General released a statement announcing the arrest of uh and they got of uh, Rachel Rodriguez uh, uh it, uh, it uh, Project Veritas says uh Raquel whatever you, you get the it's it's the woman uh that she was arrested for election fraud illegal voting unlawfully assisting people voting by mail and unlawfully possessing uh an official ballot Remember, she was bragging about it thought it was funny that's well that's what that's justice for you Right? So anyway, so here's the piece I was referring to, Matthew Booz, right? Writes in American Greatness, one of the best websites that there is um out there for uh news publications and opinion content. The headline, Blame the left, not Trump for America's crack up. So his argument, what happened at the Capitol last week did nothing to change the left's hostile disposition toward Donald Trump and his base. It has always seen Trump and his supporters as a malignancy that needs to be cut out of society. It never had any intention of letting Trump go down as a legitimate president. Neither does it have any desire to acknowledge the grievances that fueled his rise in the first place. The words President Trump would never have entered the history books if not for the left and its relentless pathological hatred of anyone to the right of center. If America's heading towards civil strife, it is because the left, with the complicity of an opportunistic establishment, has slowly but surely nudged half the country into a corner. The left, has categorized millions of ordinary people who just want decent, honorable lives as far-right as extremists and conspiracy theorists who deserve to be silenced, fired from their jobs, and rendered socially untouchable. These, quote, dangerous people held in such contempt by the left and the ruling elite retained such fringe notions as nations should have borders, right? and men and women are different different the left has been playing a game of stop hitting yourself with these people for years and in 2016 these people finally had enough you know they see trump supporters right as as uh racist subhuman scumbags he argues says uh if trump's base is a bit in uh, inured right now to the rage over this quote sedition at the capitol Perhaps they can be forgiven. I mean, after all, Biden spent a whole summer pretending that leftist riots were not happening for the sake of power. says, America is now being treated to lectures on civility and democracy from these very same hypocritical people. Now, he says, um, with Trump gone, the whole Capitol insurrection to further disenfranchise supporters, they'll use that without hesitation. While many of the right have condemned the Capitol protesters, hoping that by doing so, they'll be spared, the left has already launched a propaganda offensive to convince the public that what transpired was one of the worst things ever to happen in American history. Everyone who supports Trump now or has ever supported him is thereby implicated in this terrorism. So he says, we find ourselves... In an unsustainable situation, millions of Americans never have felt more unwelcome in their own country, more disillusioned, or more vulnerable to an accountable enemy that hates them with a powerful homicidal loathing. Their own party has unconcealed uh, indifference and contempt for them. They're racists, they're conspiracy theorists just for existing. Just for having thoughts and perceptions that contradict the propaganda of the people who want to destroy them. If they try to defend themselves by voting, their votes will be dismissed as illegitimate and they'll be branded enemies of the public. When your back is against the wall, Booz argues, you're facing a mob. Sooner or later you have to defend yourself before they bludgeon you to death. What we are experiencing is the culmination of an effort to crush any resistance to the left's power. After years of bitter counterinsurgency, the left finally has their orange scalp and they will want many, many more, right? That sort of plays into how the left feels about conservatives, ugly domestic terrorists. That's what Joe Biden says. We're bitter. We we cling to religion and guns, says Barack Hussein Obama. Irredeemable, basket of deplorables, says Hillary Clinton. We go to the Olive Garden. We uh, stay at the Marriott and the Holiday Inn, says Anderson Cooper. You know, smell. You can smell the Trump supporters in Walmart. You know, I I don't think we're heading any other way than into a civil war or something that looks like it, because the democrats hate conservatives and conservatives who don't want much just want less government and less taxes and more power to the individual does that sound so bad well it is if you're a democrat how dare you want all these things right so you know listen what do the left and the right have in common right now the answer is simple absolutely nothing